random thought before we actually get the real show started is okay. that I watched a theoretical video about a Back to the Future 4. <gasps> um, oh, and it was okay. made by, like, it was just a fan thing. It was, like, a yeah. fan thing. And that the route that he would take to make a Back to the Future 4. And it sounded really good. Okay. I'm not going to lie. It sounded really good. Um, okay. Back to the Future is just awesome. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't... Are we going to talk about it on the show? If you want to. Sure, let's do it. Then All I right, let's jump into that. it then. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Two Nerds, maybe more, with your host, Michael Strasinski and Martin Larsen. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Two Nerds, Maybe More. My name is Michael, and I feel like I have energy this week. I don't know why. It could be the two cups of coffee that I've already drank, but I'm sure that has nothing to do with it. I'm just excited to be here on another Saturday with my good friend, Marty. Marty, how are you doing today? I'm not your friend, pal. Well, I'm not your pal, buddy. <laughs> I'm doing great, Michael. I'm doing great. I've, I've had like a crazy, 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 crazy week. A crazy week. Uh, work has been crazy uh, this week, and I have dabbled into one particular game when I haven't been working. So, crazy week, Michael. Also, a special congratulations on surviving another revolution around the sun. Oh, thanks. Woo! That's right, yeah. Yes, I, 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 I had a birthday this week. Yes, you did. Um, and judging by your pictures, you have turned forty, if I'm correct. <laughs> Lies. I don't <laughs> don't think that is true. <laughs> I also like the shirt that you're wearing. I think that show turns forty in like a couple weeks. <laughs> what? The shirt, the shirt that you're wearing, isn't that a blue recluse shirt? Oh, it is a blue recluse. Ah, shirt. Ah, see, I'm perceptive. There we go. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. Uh, I see that you only have, like, one thing on there that's kind of taking up your time. So I guess I will start off. We talked about... You, you, you just do the show. I'll, I'll go to the kitchen and... Just occasionally nod and, and make a noise. Yeah, exactly. So Come back. That'll work. Uh, so, yeah. Um, but, yeah, after the show on Saturday, Selena and I, uh, we binge-watched Von- WandaVision. Now that all the episodes were out, we binge-watched the entirety of WandaVision on Saturday. And I just have to say, I really, really enjoyed it from start to finish. It's so freaking good, isn't it? There are certain things about it that I really enjoy and I don't know why. Hmm. Like what? I don't know. Like, it's just like, it gives a vibe, like, even in those, like, the 1950s, uh, 1960s sitcom eras, like, Mm. it's like, some of the jokes aren't really all that funny. The funny bit is just that you know that they're playing off of what used to be funny in that era. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, this is very charming in a very weird way because it's not really all that funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I really, really... I mean... I, I, because I saw them, you know, week by week. And the yes. first week, we had the two first episodes out. And just imagine just watching those two first episodes and you're like... <laughs> What the hell is this? I I I'm enjoying it, mm-hmm. but I have no clue what the hell is going on. Yeah, I had while we were watching it, I was just really glad that we had waited mm. because I I really enjoyed just watching each one unfold and just not having that wait. I like that. 
Um, certain shows I like having to wait. Like The Mandalorian, I love waiting each week for the next episode. But this one, I'm really glad that I did not wait at all. Hmm. Or I no. waited, rather. And I watched it all in one go. And spoiler alert, uh, coming up. One thing that was really cool, I thought, was we talked initially about my thoughts was that she was having like almost like a PTSD situation going on. Mm-hmm. And while some... It, uh, it could still be in that case, but it was really interesting to me that they went the route of she knew. Like, she was in control of everything, and while maybe she didn't know of the certain, like, to the extent of which uh, the people that she was affecting, mm. but she knew the whole situation. Uh, mm-hmm. She was not, like, it just wasn't, like, her mind playing a trick on her no. or, like, her powers manifesting herself. Uh, they showed her, like, busting out of her little bubble going out and just being badass to like anyone who attempted to come into her her perceived world and i just thought that that was brilliantly done and i'm i'm a huge fan of it i think that they made me really like this character from like i always liked her in the movies but it Mm. was never really something deep like i didn't have like a deep connection to her in a way that was like oh i like her because of her full story and all of this, I just liked her because she was badass, and now yeah. there's so much more to it. Yeah, I mean, we've mainly seen her, well, we've only seen her in Avengers movies, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, and in the Avengers movies, there's so many different characters, so obviously you can't go in-depth with all of them. Yeah. That's why they have their, their own movies, you know? Um, so, I think it was really nice to actually see more of this character, because I, I, I like the character as well. I, um, but But, you know, for obvious reasons just like you just said it's not like you know have, have a deep connection to it but but this series definitely have have done that um the one thing that i thought was a shame though was the cop out with uh her brother mm-hmm. uh, slight spoilers as, as well um because i would have loved it to be a connection to to the other movies um but now yeah. did you watch the video that i linked to you this morning this morning, uh, you linked me something, and no, I haven't seen it yet. No, uh, I actually haven't seen it yet. Uh, uh, so, we already said spoilers, and we've been talking about WandaVision for a few weeks now without even doing any spoilers, so I think it's okay that we talk about it at this point. Yeah. If you um, haven't binged it yet, what are yeah, you doing? What's wrong with you? <laughs> and listening to the wrong show. Um, but yeah, uh, the whole Quicksilver thing... Uh, they used the actual actor from the Fox version of X-Men, Quicksilver, mm-hmm. to replace her character. And in the show, they do make a reference to it where... Uh, I forget her name, but she's the same girl who was in the Thor movies as the researcher. Mm. She's yeah. in this one as well. And she's like, she recast Pietro? <laughs> and yeah. it's recasted to the to the X-Men one. And I thought that was really funny. And in the video that I linked you that you did not watch... He actually brings that up where the the producer it's a pitch meeting. If anyone's ever watched like the pitch meetings on Screen Rant, mm. they're awesome. I love them. And he did a WandaVision one. And the whole thing is pretty much based upon like all of these little loose ends that might be able to lead somewhere. And the writers are just like, yeah, that'll teach you to theorize, you big <laughs> dummy. And it's just like they kind of play off of the whole like we know that we're writing this and people will start jumping to their own conclusions and start doing all this theorizing and we're just mm. not going to go with it. No. All of it led to a boner joke. Like, <laughs> type deal. Uh, I actually had a conversation with 
one of my friends from back home in Chicago, and she was like, I really wish that they would have done something more with with the whole X-Men thing, because I want to see that. Mm. I actually hope that Marvel um, revamps X-Men. They, they will. They most yeah. definitely will. And I want them to do a different version of it, just like um, they did with Spider-Man. Mm. That's, that's what I want. I'm pretty sure that they will. They they have they're in control of, of, of that as well uh, of the X Men universe again now, right? They bought up. The, the I think I saw Sony. something about that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure. Or did they? Now I'm confused. I'm actually not sure anymore. I think they did. I'm not. I'm not sure anymore. The, the deals that they make are really weird because the other companies they know that they have bargaining power against Marvel and Disney with the current IPs that they have. So like even with Spider-Man, they don't have like Marvel has the ability to make Spider-Man movies, but they don't have full soul control over Spider-Man. Like I think mm. that Sony still has the rights to make their own Spider-Man movies as well. They do and I think that is why they're opening up the whole multiverse thing mm. because then Spider-Man can, you know, come join uh, uh Venom, Venom yeah. is the character that is quite. That movie was quite good, um, and stuff like that. But and yeah, it is. Disney does own. Uh, no, not Disney. Well, Disney do own the or, or uh, the rights uh, to 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 the X Men universe. Now I just mm-hmm. have to look it okay. up. So so I, I'm pretty sure that there is uh, something in the future. Um, some some new X Men stuff, and I would love to see that. I mean, I loved, I really liked the old X Men movies. Um, mm-hmm. I think, but I mean, I, I really liked the old Spider Man movies as well. And I think that was a good era. But I would really love to see how the, how they would fit them into this whole uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. That would be amazing. Well, we might. I mean, there have been talks about um, whatever the next Spider Man is, or one after that, or something that's going on. But they've been talking about how they have like. Um, the guy who played Otto Octavius, Dr. Octopus, in Spider-Man mm. 2, the Tobey Maguire one, mm. I think that they confirmed that he was recast as a Dr. Octopus character um, oh, yeah, yeah. in a new the, one. So we're going to get something. All the three Spider-Men is in the new movie. It's going to be in the new movie. That's going to be... Gar- Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire, and, and Tom Holland are all going to be in it. And two, two of the baddies as well... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't remember. J- it's uh, Jamie Foxx's yeah, Electro yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and Dr. Octavius from uh, Tobey Maguire's Yeah, so, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I think that's going to be so badass that all three of them are together. And it's something... We've never seen something like this before, I think. that It's crazy. It's it's breaking new territory, and I love it. Yeah, to have like these different characters from different eras, and at least in this case, uh, different versions made by different companies... Mm. Uh, it's a really weird yet exciting uh, era to kind of enter into to see the collaboration in this type of way. Mm-hmm. And also, like, how do they go about doing it? Because, like, you know, when Tobey Maguire was Spider-Man, he was a lot younger. Probably. He, still looks, he still looks young, I'm not, doesn't he? <laughs> well, I, I think his face still might look young, but I don't know what yeah. his physique is going to look like. That's true. Uh, um, because like you look at Mark Hamill now and Mark Hamill mm. then, and you know it comes with age, you know. Yeah. Like, but at the same time, you're like, hmm. I remember. Well, I imagine Luke looking a little different. <laughs> we we have seen a lot of de aging technology going around these days in movies, mm. so they'll 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 figure something else. But I mean, Spider Man does get old at some point, so it would be interesting to also just see how, how does a, an, an older, more wise yeah. Spider Man go about it. So. 
they did that in the in the animated movie where mm. he was a little bit older and a little bit depressed a bit yeah a little bit chunk <laughs> he had a little bit chunkiness going on yeah uh, but yeah there's some exciting stuff going on i can't wait to really see what comes of it and i really enjoyed wandavision and i'm kind mm. of glad and i hope that they keep it as a one-off because mm. it did say series finale and i'm hoping that they kind of keep it like that simply because as much as i would like to see more mm. i do like open and just finish it up on a, on a cool note like that yeah, I think so too. I think I don't think they. I mean, they might bring her back in another series or something like that. But mm-hmm. I, I think Wonder Vision is is the, this is it. There might be a Wonder something else in the future, yeah. maybe. But but yeah, I think this is it. So, are you looking forward to uh, uh, what's it called? The next one that starts on Friday, uh, Falcon um, and the Winter Soldier. Yes, that one. I actually am. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like it's going to be very different than WandaVision, Obviously, like this is yeah. probably going to be more action, uh, adventure based thing. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. This one I might actually watch week to week. Okay. Yeah. Because well, it doesn't then, seem then like we... it'll be as intricate in its storytelling. Mm. Um, but who knows? It might be. It looks sort of like a body cup sort of type. Exactly. Deal. Exactly. <laughs> um, I don't like you, but I will learn to respect you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Um, yeah. I guess we can jump into because that was pretty much the only thing that I watched other than mm. um, I did kind of talk a little bit about this, but I watched um, a video about Back to the Future 4. Oh, um, did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a quick history I, I lesson. D- I didn't here. know that. Yeah. <laughs> a quick history lesson here is that it's been confirmed multiple times that there are no intentions to make a Back to the Future 4. Mm. Um, I think that the creators and the company actually the, the have... Owner. Of this, yeah. uh, what's it, the director, the original director? Yeah, I think they have like an agreement with the company that says that a Back to the Future wouldn't be made without their blessing. Mm. Um, and they seem like they have no intention of doing so. But a fan was just like, it's like, do I think that there should be a Back to the Future 4? No. I think it's a, he said in his words, it's as close to a near perfect trilogy as you can get. Mm. Um, And I agree, Back to the Future, like, while the sequels have their flaws, I think that the original, anybody can watch the original and fall in love with it. Mm. And the the sequels, while they do have their flaws, they're amazing still on their own. Like, Back to the Future 2, especially as a kid, watching that was super fun because who doesn't like futuristic type things and things (laughs) like that? I was like, oh, that's so cool. But the video was centered around Back to the Future Four. Before I jump into that, before I jump into that, I've actually seen them in on in the in the cinema. The, I, the first one, the first one, the Back to the, to the Future one. Not not originally back in the days, but there was I like I think a, I remember you had mentioned this a while yeah, back. There was a reshowing of it at some point. Like I don't know if it was an anniversary or whatever it was, mm-hmm. but it was. So I and I, I went and it was so amazing. Even though I've seen it like 10, 20 times. It was so amazing to watch it on a big screen with people around and laughing and just a you know a good time. And even though still, even though people knew everything, people were still like cheering and just mm-hmm. having a, such a good time watching it in the cinema. So if you ever get the chance, uh, go do it. It's it's so good. I would like uh, side note here. There are there are actually, I think there was like at least before the pandemic. I would see things where they would make enhanced versions of older movies. And by Mm. enhanced, this is what I mean. Is that I saw that they were doing a screening of the Harry Potter film as well as The Lord of the Rings. Mm. And what they were doing was 
the music was actually the live orchestra was mm. there doing the music oh, for the cool. movie as the movie is playing. And I was like, that seems so freaking cool. And yeah. I wanted to do it. The tickets are expensive, though. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, but at the same time, there's got to be an experience that is just so different than what you n- normally might feel. Oh, that would be so freaking cool. I mean, there is a, a, a cinema in, in Copenhagen where I live as well that, that does that's once every month, at least when there's not a global pandem- pandemic around. Uh, the first Sunday or Friday, Friday, I think, first Friday of the month or last Friday of the month, they have like an 80s uh, night mm-hmm. where you can go there and then uh, obviously you can go there uh, and watch a, an 80s movie and the cool thing is that it, it's it's a, like a small independent cinema and so it's very low very low key and and so that's like a guy introducing stuff and having like a quiz where he he made questions about you know uh, uh, what something about the movie or something like that and you, you can win tickets for the next one and then you have a vote what should the next month's movie be and yeah it has three suggestions and stuff like that and it's all 80 movies i mean it's only uh, like blu-rays often mm-hmm. but on a, on, a, on the big screen on, yeah on big it's screen. still a so good time it, it still works it's still so much fun and it, it yeah i've been there a few times and it's just been i've enjoyed it so much every time I think the coolest thing about that is I saw, that... I, I saw Robocop. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I think that the coolest thing about that is that when you go to the movie theater, unlike a modern movie where most people in there don't really know what to expect, and um, it seems like people these days just go to a movie to find things that they don't like mm. rather than things that they do like, is that this is the complete opposite. Most people who are going to see Back to the Future in the theaters have already seen Back to the Future. They're so, there because they like it and because exactly. it's a good movie. <laughs> the only real time that I felt that everyone who went into the movie theater was like there because they really, really loved the franchise and they wanted to watch it was when I went to go see um, Dragon Ball Battle for the Gods in the theaters. <laughs> it was like a limited showing. Me and my friend went. And everyone that was there was just, like, a fan of Dragon Ball Z and just the anime and the manga. And everyone was having a good time. And that's kind of what I love about certain movie-going experiences, is that connection. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, anyway, I interrupted you. You were talking about Back to the Future 4. (laughs) Let's have it. Back to the Future 4 fan theory is simply based on the idea that the roles are switched. Um, Marty is, I think, like, it's set in 2015. At the time, Marty McFly is supposed to be in his 40s. And his life has not really gone in a positive direction. Mm. Uh, I guess, like, from the concept that this guy created was that the pressures of seeing their future um, put extra strain on the relationship that he had with Jennifer. And they broke up and he just never really ended up having kids and things like Mm. that. So it kind of takes up this later in life marty and he comes across a kid who seems familiar but is a little bit different uh, he's really into gadgets and technology and things like that and it just it turns out to be that this kid is uh emmett brown as a teenager as a young as a young kid who feels <laughs> awkward and the whole adventure spans from how did you get here 
what is the sequence of events that got you here? What is going on? And Marty sets off on this quest with the young Emmett Brown to figure out what is going on. The DeLorean was supposed to be destroyed, so how did he get here? And there's a bunch of stuff that gets thrown in there, but in a really easy, digestible way, um, as Back to the Future kind of was. Mm. And it brings back older characters in different ways so that it just it fit it works like i'm i'm going to link you the video mario yeah, i'm gonna do, link do you that, the video so that I, you can was, watch it i was just thinking this sounds so oddly familiar is this something we have watched lately that has the same vein as this oh karate kid is this <laughs> what you were saying that we'll, we'll get it back to the future the tv series very soon where they, they do this very same thing <laughs> so in the same video like i guess the guy was talking about different things that were roaming around his mind when he was thinking about how to do something like this and he was like oh maybe we could do like a like a biff tannin redemption video he's like i don't know it worked it worked for johnny lawrence and cobra mm-hmm. kai yeah. um so it's just a really cool concept that i thought was really well done and you could tell that it was done by a fan yeah. Because it was it didn't like trample on any of the characters. He talked about how he had thought initially about doing the new generation mm. of like just like their kids and all of that. But then he said the only way to do that properly is to actually have the older characters. But then the older characters take away the screen time because people that watch it want to see the older characters and they just overshadow the younger cast mm-hmm. so he didn't go with that thought and then this oh, is kind of what stemmed from that, it that sounds familiar as well what what is that franchise star something they did that star wars that's right they brought in the old, <laughs> ca- old cast and they sort of overshadowed the new cast in different ways <laughs> yeah it's uh I, I don't think we have enough time to get into the whole star wars <laughs> no, um, let's not do, let's sequel not do trilogy that. going on there yeah but no. yeah, that was a, a cool video that I watched. Yeah, definitely linked me. I want to see that. Um, All right. Well, um, I'm actually <laughs> I'm actually quite happy that that they came out and said that they wouldn't do anymore because I do feel like uh, we've had quite a few bad reboots and mm-hmm. remakes and uh, stuff like that. Uh, sadly, more of the bad stuff than of the good stuff because obviously there is like success stories like you know the Karate Kid um, that that actually got the, the TV series and 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 things like that where they actually took you know they they cared about mm-hmm. don't to not tarnish the 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 old movies and things like that but. Um, so, but but yeah, I feel like we've seen more just bad decisions when it comes to remakes and reboots and, and things like that. I agree. Um, while I do, I'm not wholly against remakes and reboots because I am a fan of like exposing younger generations to um, different universes and things like that. And to be honest, hmm. um, some people say like just show them the original, but sometimes the original doesn't quite have the impact it. that on on the newer generation that it does the older generation because a lot of the references sometimes are references to things that were relevant then mm-hmm. that are not relevant now it's so hard for a modern kid to really get into a comedy of the 80s unless they understand the context of the 80s humor mm-hmm. because it's so different yeah, I mean, and humor is such a difficult thing as well because we recently in five point five watched uh, another movie that is, you know, it's not what is it like seven years old, I think. So that's mm-hmm. not a long time, but the humor in that was so 
just between the seven years that has, has gone by just doesn't work today yeah. that well because of, of just how the world is today and how the world view is and things like that so, yeah. yeah all right let's switch uh let's switch gears a bit mm-hmm. let's jump into the world of gaming oh yeah that's what we're do- supposed to do isn't it 23 yeah. minutes in and we haven't touched a sim- single game yet <laughs> that's that's why the title of the podcast is two nerds maybe more maybe instead more. of instead of the gaming center <laughs> um <laughs> Now, did you want to jump into the game that you've been playing, or would you want me to start off? I mean, I can I can do that. I, I played one game this this week. I have played World of Warcraft. I've done my raid, uh, locked in that for those two hours, and that's it. Next <laughs> week, next week we'll have our last raid this year, and then I'm cool. then I have no reason to log into World of Warcraft anymore at the moment. <laughs> um, but no, I've been playing Valheim. I think we I briefly talked about it last week. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. So I have now clocked in around 45 hours uh, in the game. Just a um, small chunk of time. Just a small chunk of time. Um, it turned out that Tom, our good friend Tom, was interested in joining it. So I was like, hey, let's, let's, let's uh, get a server then. So I actually rented a server just in case other people want to jump in as well, Michael. Um, so it, it no. you know, it, it wasn't <laughs> just so it wasn't up up to me, for instance, to be to be online for everyone to play. So we got a server, um, and uh, Tom and I jumped in, and and now we have been building, you know, up our main base. We have a, a forward camp and two mining stations, and uh, we've just been having such a good time, such a blast. Uh, we killed the first boss. There's five bosses in here. The first boss isn't super difficult. Um, we have had various adventures where we sailed out onto the ocean with a raft to only to find out that there are sea monsters um, and they <laughs> will pretty much kill you. Um, so we lost all our stuff, had to rebuild. Uh, <laughs> so, um, so no, no, overall had a, had, had a blast. It, it's I've dabbled into survival games before, and it's something that you know. I I, usually, I I can I can I can go get into those, but at some point, the grind just gets too real, mm-hmm. and, and that's when I you know just stop <laughs> playing because then it gets boring. I haven't hit that point yet with this game. I mean, we are at a sort of like a steep curve right now, not a steep, ridiculously steep, but at a curve right now where where we're like it, it does take some time to get the copper and and tin that we need and things like that. But I just may build a forward camp. And we have portals now, so we can portal back and forth. Um, so it doesn't—it doesn't seem super grindy mm-hmm. at the moment. I mean, obviously, it went some 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 effort into building this base, right? Uh, this small forward base right now, mining camp, whatever you want to call it. But um, and and then again, what did it take me? It took me three hours this morning, and it was done. And okay. then we could then I could start just doing stuff um, in the, in in the mining camp. So. And that's even that's even a lie because those three hours I also went to another area and did other stuff. So I don't know. It didn't it didn't take super long. Uh, and to be honest, I could have done it faster. It's just because when I start when I start building stuff, I wanted to be built properly. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, no, just really really had a good a good time in Valheim, and and it, it's 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 a really cool um, survival game. So, so yeah. See, in games that involve building, I'm kind of like that too, where I want it to be built perfectly. Hmm. The thing that sucks, though, is that I do not have the artistic ability to build said thing perfectly. Even when it comes to planting, like, 
I think like Fallout 4 and New Vegas kind of had this aspect of it where like you got materials and you were able to like build your camp or whatever Hmm. and just even doing that I was just like "Ah, I'm not really feeling this I when I was starting to do Battle Royale games, um, I started with uh, PUBG, mm. and I really enjoyed it. And then everyone was starting to play Fortnite around that time, too. So yeah. I jumped into Fortnite, and I didn't like it simply because I couldn't do the building aspect of it. I was like, I'm not mm. getting into this. I don't like it. I just want to run out and shoot things. I don't want to have to worry about building and collecting materials to build said things. So mm. uh, it's just not my thing. No, yeah, it's it's why. a it's a shame because I, I would love to have you in there as well and, and be on you know the Discord banter and stuff like that because uh, uh, Tom's girlfriend Amanda jumped into it jumped into it as well, um, so so yeah we're, we're having a, a pretty cool time right now. Uh, the only the only shame is that we were a little bit later to to the game. It would have been cool if we had you know had the server up and running. And because I have have some other friends that started playing basically like I don't know a week before we did, mm-hmm. and they now have their own. Uh, one of them has has uh, he, he is serving uh, the game, but that means that you know you can only play it if he's his computer is turned on. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, so you know, and 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 I'm I'm an early riser in the morning, uh, in the weekends <laughs> where I get up and game some uh, an hour or two before it's breakfast time and things like that. So you know, and and I know that that particular friend is not. I know that he <laughs> likes to sleep so until midday, uh, maybe even longer sometimes. So you know, I just knew that it, it wouldn't be a good fit to to stay on that ser- on his server. That I ne- I needed my own play, so my mm-hmm. or play a solo game. You can play it solo as well, and it works quite well actually. Um, so, so yeah, so it's a shame that we weren't, you know, just one, didn't one out one week for uh, quicker, just to you know get everyone on the same server. Mm-hmm. All right, Valheim. Um, Valheim, yes. If you are interested in Viking themed uh, survival games, go check it out. <laughs> yeah, um, it, it's so good. I really, really enjoy it, and I'm so surprised uh, about how how, how much like, fun I, I'm having it. It's like a part of me wants to try it, but then at the mm. same time. I always do that. Like, you and Tom start playing a game, and then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to jump in it because you guys are there, and I buy the game, and then I'm just not into it, and I'm out 30 bucks or however much it is. <laughs> I'll gift it to you. So maybe that's usually what you guys do to con me into playing something. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see. Um, a game that doesn't require me to be coerced into playing it's a game called Binding of Isaac. Um, there are different versions of the game. There's Binding of Isaac, there's Binding of Isaac uh, Rebirth, and then there's Binding of Isaac Afterbirth. And I was playing the Binding of Isaac Rebirth because it's the most recent one that I have downloaded. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely love these type of games. For those who have never played a Binding of Isaac game or have no idea what it is, essentially you... It is a, what's the term here, like a roguelike style game where you go into an area and it has a bunch of adjacent rooms and you're exploring it trying to find items to power up Isaac. Now Isaac has a lot of trauma going on in his life due to his mother and all of his abilities are tears. So as you're shooting enemies, initially you start off with like your base level tears. So he's like blinking every time to like shoot his tears at the enemies and their enemies like little poop monsters and things that he finds scary. 
Um, and it's goofy, funny, a little bit sad, and just a ton of fun. The biggest thing is that it requires you to either really learn all of the different things that are in the game because it's a rogue like it has a bunch of different items that you can get mm-hmm. as you go through the different rooms and the different layers of the the world and some of them you're just like I don't know what just happened I pushed the button and something did showed up on screen but I don't know what it did <laughs> um, the good news is that there is a wiki that can give you all the information that you need so every time I get an item I have open on the other tab just like okay let me type this in let me see what it does okay good to go so how's the crafting in this how how much can how can you build a house um you cannot build a house oh then i'm out yeah sorry (laughs) (laughs) yesterday i played a couple rounds and the first one i didn't get very far but i think like the second or third one i got a pretty pretty strong build Mm. and i just ram through it and finish like a whole layer on normal mode with Isaac and you can unlock other characters who have different things that they may start with so some characters may start with less health but they might have like a faster firing speed or they have fire larger weapons and things along that nature mm-hmm. uh, and it just changes up the gameplay just a little bit you have different criteria towards unlocking them so like one of the characters is you must get seven hearts total on your run in order for you to unlock the character well it's not exactly easy to get seven hearts on your run uh, and the rng of the actual map comes into play too of you being able to get all of that so it just mm. adds the replayability there and one thing is that it just it's solid the gameplay itself just feels really good it's fun to jump into the binding of isaac rebirth any of them I really enjoy those games, and they're great time sinkers if you just kind of want to jump in and have a good time. Yeah, I, I want to have a good time, but I, I don't think this is it for me. Just have to put it out. I don't think it's. Yeah, I so don't think it's a me game. <laughs> it's essentially like a twin stick shooter style game. Mm. Um, if you're just using mouse, like or mouse and keyboard, it's all on the keyboard. So you use like WASD to move around, and then the arrow keys to fire in certain directions. It yeah. feels a little bit weird, but uh, you get used to it relatively quickly. But this is my type of game. I really enjoy it. Yeah, it definitely looked like a your type of game <laughs> to me. Um, the next one I'm very curious about, the next game that you have on your list here, because I just looked it up and it looks looks cool. Yeah, what is so that we'll all about? S- all right, we'll see if you still think it's cool after. Okay, um, okay. Okay, so the next game on this list that I played, I, I actually only played I the it. demo. <laughs> I only played the demo... It's called Ghost Runner. And in the demo, it takes you through pretty much the opening stages. And you get like the little uh, juicy story bit in the beginning to learn about the world. It's, this is a cyberpunk-themed game. And when I say cyberpunk-themed, I mean cyberpunk as in the genre of cyberpunk. Not necessarily like cyberpunk 2077. Not really that. Oh, so, the, you, so it's not buggy. Um, that, I don't know. I didn't play enough. I only played the demo. Um, so I don't want to speak on that. This is a game... Have you ever played Mirror's Edge? Yes, very briefly. Okay, so this is kind of like that, but I do feel like this one plays a bit better and it's a little bit more fun. Uh, essentially what I was doing while I was playing this demo 
was I was running through a level and I was learning my abilities. Abilities such as when you're sliding down slopes, how to increase your speed so that you can jump off and slice enemies in half. Mm. Um, You can, when you're in the air or on the ground, you can slow down time so that you can dodge a bullet attack and then zoom at the enemy right after that to kill them. And Mm. that technique is very important because you actually die in one hit and your idea is to get from like one point A to point B without getting hit and as fast as possible almost because there's a timer counting down. Mm. Um, that kind of at the end might lead to something. I don't know. Um, because it, like I said, it was only the demo, but it tells you how quickly you completed the level, how many deaths you have. The good thing about the deaths is that if you do die, it, you just go back to the checkpoint mm. and you go right away. In fact, I died quite a few times to learn the pattern of the enemies and to help me get in sync with my abilities. There's like a grappling hook thing where you jump off a wall and you can grapple on and it takes you to the next platform and you slice the enemy and you continue moving. It's one of those type of games where you're learning a route and the idea is to get that route down. Down Mm. pack and then you finally, it all clicks and you jump, slice, jump, slice, wall ride, slice and it's very visceral the steampunk music or the cyberpunk music is of course I like cyberpunk style music so mm-hmm. it's definitely hits all of those nodes the only thing that I might say that people might not like is if you don't like the style of game where it's like trial and error almost mm. where you're figuring something out until you get it almost down perfect and then then you even want sometimes you might want to try even more just to get it faster Mm. and faster uh, if you don't like those style of games then this one might not be you but so far from what I found it's very fun I'm really enjoying it I'm just watching a video right now while I was talking as well and it, it looks really really cool um, I think the reason that I, I wasn't a super fan of Mirror's Edge was that I was playing it on the Playstation and with the mm-hmm. controller and it felt it didn't feel I'm just not not as good with a controller uh, as yeah, in control. Yeah, this is a first-person game for those Yeah, and and it looks this looks like if I was playing this with a mouse, I think I would enjoy it. Uh, depending the on demo? how the controls yeah. are, obviously, I, I don't know because I haven't played it, but I could re- I reckon that this would it it looks like it, it plays it's it's played with a mouse. Um, the demo is free. Okay. Um. So go ahead and get it. Like, get the demo, try it out. Because I just tried it out on a whim. I was mm. like, that looks kind of cool. Let me yeah, it does look, look at it. Cool. Yeah. And it's like a year old almost. Um, okay. I didn't know that it came out in 2020, like May. But Ghost Runner, I think I'm actually going to buy this game. Yeah, I mean it looks cool. Uh, and if there's a free demo, I might, I might most definitely check it out. Yeah, definitely do. I think that um, if you like the stuff, if you don't have a problem with the with the dying and then going through mm. it, I think you might have a good time. Maybe I, I like not dying. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on, I have some a Bad bit news. of like uh, it's a bit of a negative uh, overall oh. situation, but it it extends beyond the simple topic that I bring it up in the context of. Okay. Um, the Pokemon trading card game. Mm-hmm. I've been playing the digital version, but my history with the Pokemon trading card game goes way back to when I was a kid, and I used to buy the booster packs and the pre-made decks, and I used to build decks, and my dad used to take me to Toys R Us, and I used to battle other people. Mm-hmm. I used to bring my cards and my Game Boy, because they had a huge event, 
where you could trade cards with people, you could battle your decks against each other, you could also trade Pokemon in the Game Boy games and battle other people with the Game Boy games too. And I just remember like having such a good time doing that, and I actually still have like it's not a huge collection. It's like a small stack of cards mm. um, that I just like to have around. And when I started playing the game again online, it has a feature in there where you can buy cards physically and then just scan the QR code into the game and you can import those, like your booster packs or your decks, straight into the online game. So you don't have to double dip money or anything like that. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that's a super cool idea. Mm-hmm. Well, I went to Target the other day because Selena and I had to pick up some stuff, and I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll, maybe I'll give myself a like a little deck, or a something. little treat. Yeah, a little something, and maybe I'll get two, so that maybe I could get Selena a deck, and she could play too, and we could have fun because we did that with Magic the Gathering, mm-hmm. where I bought two box sets, and we both just played the pre-made decks that were there just to kind of get her into it and have something we could do together. Well, there is a huge issue going on right now with the Pokemon trading card game, the physical version, okay. is that during the pandemic, it became super popular for YouTubers and streamers and content creators to do these giant um, pack openings and all this stuff where they would just buy in bulk large amounts of Pokemon cards and they would just open them and people would see their reactions mm-hmm. and i'm like okay whatever no big deal right well the issue is that it's gotten to such an extreme that there's there's nothing out there for the consumer that is just it really enjoys it mm-hmm. just for like you can't be a person that is like oh i don't have a lot of money i just want to go get a booster pack at the store i got like 10 bucks or something maybe i want to grab two booster packs you can't go and do that because they're not available because all of these like content creators and people who are trying to make a profit off of it mm. and like they're just turning and flipping cards or whatever they're buying them in mass bulk from the retailers and you're just not oh. able to get them it's um the same situation that we have with like the PlayStation 4 or sorry mm. the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox and this stems not just in this area you know you got graphics cards that you can't get because people are getting them or there's a lack of stock and then this stems even further back in time if you used to go to try to get concert tickets um, you have those people that were selling them outside because they were all sold out and they had Mm. bought a bunch of them just with the sole purpose of reselling it we see it with blizzcon where people Mm. set up bots to just buy it as soon as it pops up so this is an issue and what really got me was there was a video that I was watching and one of the clips in the video had a dad that took his daughter to the store yeah. and she's a little girl and she was super excited he was like what are we going to go get today and she's like we're going to get some Pokemon cards and she was just really excited to go get like just a pack of Pokemon cards and they went in and there was nothing there mm. like it was completely bare um, and just like the disappointment that she had it just it really affects me when I see that like all of these people are just making huge profits off of it when you just have a potential fan maybe lost right there mm. because she'll remember that time where she went couldn't get it and it just wasn't available for months on end therefore she didn't continue with something that could have been like a huge passion for her yeah and then she went playing World of Warcraft instead so win win in my book um that was not stated in the video. So oh, oh, I don't okay. know. 
<laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I, I definitely do think that there is some kind of issue with, with these things today and, and huge fandoms like this. I mean, I, we can speak with, with, with World of Warcraft and, and, and BlizzCon and stuff like that because I've been trying to get tickets for years, mm-hmm. never managed to get through the ticket lines before they were sold out and things like that. And uh, then you were only able to buy them on, uh, you know, what's it called? Uh, other sites um, because people oh, everyone just bought multiple tickets even though they didn't need them so they could sell them later and things like that and it's really annoying and it really sucks when you are a, a fan that just can't go because of something like this um, mm-hmm. because some people are just greedy uh, I guess um, and I, I don't really know what, what the solution is it, uh, there, there is, there is none. No. Um, I don't think so because there's no real way to regulate everything. Of course, retailers can put a limit on like, oh, if you come in, you can only buy X amount of said product. Mm. Uh, we saw it here in the United States where people are going crazy over toilet paper, mm-hmm. and everybody was like, oh, you can only buy one thing of toilet paper now mm. when you come in. So. I just I don't think that it's possible to truly regulate it completely and no and to a certain extent I'm just like shouldn't it's just be. frustrating it's it just frustrating be yeah you shouldn't you shouldn't have to stress about trying to find a single booster pack of Pokemon cards like <laughs> it wasn't even this bad back in the day when it was like the most popular thing I remember it was just like yeah occasionally like it might sell out. You know, but it wasn't like the moment the boxes arrived at the store, somebody was buying the whole case Mm. where it was just like, hold on, hold that pallet. I have my pallet lifter over here and I'm just going to take it from you. Here's the money. I'm going. So I don't know. It was just a frustrating thing that I just kind of wanted to get out there because I did buy a bunch of online codes. Mm. They're much cheaper. They are much cheaper buying the codes online, but I lose out on that the physical aspect. And like I said, I can't get Selena to like physically play because I can't mm. get the decks to play. Oh. Unless I want to pay a ridiculous amount of money from people that are reselling them on online. A pack that costs It just shows that you're not a, a large enough fan, Michael. It just shows that you're not a large enough, large enough fan. That's right, true fan. If you were a true fan... Large pockets. Yeah, if you were a true fan, you would have just bought them wherever you can for whatever (laughs) price. But what do you say we move on to something a little bit more exciting? A little bit more positive. All right, I'm going to let you take this one. Well, I hope it's positive because (laughs) I I don't know. I mean, from, from my... On my end, this is positive. Um, last week, we had our very first D&D session with me as the very uh, first time doing uh, the role as a DM. Uh, yeah. GM? DM? What is it? DM, um, so in, in Dungeons & Dragons, it's DM, but yeah. a lot of people will still say GM because mm. GM is just cross, uh, yeah. cross different variations of games. You who are listening, you decide... Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to say DM though. Um, so yeah, it was the very first time. I, w- I was kind of looking forward to it, also a little bit worried about it because it was my first time. And uh, I think I was a little bit lucky that uh, my first character that I actually had to voice uh, in the game was sort of like a little bit nervous as well 
maybe not <laughs> on the right uh, side of the law, didn't really know what to do in the situation he was in and got challenged and ran away um, in the end. I didn't know, I didn't run away, but the character did. Uh, so actually, fun fact, the character didn't really know how to respond to the situation and what to say, and uh, that was basically me you know, just putting that nervousness onto that character. Um, so that worked out quite well, I, I found. Um, so, but no, I had, a, I had a blast DMing the first session. I had like a goal where I wanted people to get to for the night. And uh, we did. Yeah. We actually did. And I think we got around to pretty much everything. I think there's very few facts that you guys didn't find or, or breadcrumbs you guys didn't find. So... I, I, I had a good time, um, but yeah, I, I can also definitely see where, where I need to improve and, and things like that, but I mean, it's still my first time, so everything's considered. I, I, I had a good time, I had fun, and it seemed like everyone else did too. From the player's perspective, I had a very good time as well. Um, I am playing a half-orc paladin who is a bit... Um, I guess you would say uh, speechy. Speechy. <laughs> loves, to, loves to talk. Loves to hear mm-hmm. his own voice. Um, but in the, in the grand scheme of things, wants to get, get things going. Yeah. Um, doesn't like to sit idly by and have idle chatter. If I'm speaking, it's because I want to know information and I want to move on and I want to do what I have to do so that I can help out whoever I'm intending to help out. Mm-hmm. And I love playing these type of characters, mainly because I'm on a podcast and I love to hear the sound of my own voice sometimes. <laughs> um, actually, I hate hearing the sound of my own voice, but um, sometimes when you play with a group of people, especially a group of people that are um, into like nerd culture and techie things, mm-hmm. um, sometimes a lot of people are not very vocal. Mm. Um, and if you get too many people that are not vocal together, then it becomes a bit stagnant sometimes, and it's hard to get the conversation going. Yeah. So I'm very grateful that like I am able to just start going and at least getting things moving sometimes, because I do know that nobody wants to sit in the classroom while it's just super quiet. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you need characters like that to flesh out, because it gives yeah. some believability to the world and to the party. So I'm really enjoying the role that I have and I think that my character has kind of shifted a little in my initial concept mm-hmm. simply because of the dynamics of the group. And okay. uh, you do, as I think a player and a DM, you have to adapt sometimes yeah. to the situation. Because unless you have a party that has created all of their characters together, as in in the same setting, understanding each other's character motives and the ideas of this is how I want my character to be able to interact Mm. Uh, a challenge arises where you just have a bunch of people that created the character that they wanted and it doesn't always work simply because the personalities don't work or the history of the characters wouldn't work so you kind of have to make adjustments here or there to just kind of fit things to get things moving and Mm. I'm perfectly fine with that I like I like role-playing. I like jumping into the character and just embracing everything and going on this grand adventure and talking to people in the villages and things like that. And there was never a time while we were doing our adventure 
that I felt like my character wasn't really able to be the character, which mm. is, I think, like, the best thing that you could really do is to be like, hey, I was able to be my character, and I was able to enjoy it, and we made progress, and it was a good time. Good. Uh, it's really... I'm really looking forward to just going forward as well, because all your characters have some interesting backstories that, to my knowledge, only you guys yourself know about at the moment i don't know how much you and and, and your fellow travel companion have talked together mm-hmm. about your pasts and stuff but i know all all of them and i'm like i'm very interested um i mean it's probably not not something that will manifest too soon but at some point i would love to just dig into that and see see how we can bring some of that backstory into to to the current um um setting Yes, we've MCU'd our party so that we have plenty of threads to pull on should anything <laughs> arise later on that we want to cash in on. Yep, absolutely. Uh, that, that's definitely... I, I think... I have one idea already that is that a small seed that is, that is uh, been planting in my mind and slowly is, you know growing and we might actually see that probably not this sunday but most likely next sunday uh, just a small hint of 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 what's to come from for that character um so so yeah but no overall i i I had a blast and it was just so fun to see you guys going around in this small city that i just had created i mean sure the city is um you know from from the book it, it is from the uh, the tales of the the tales from the yawning portal, um, and it's the adventure called the Sunless Citadel. Mm-hmm. So obviously, a lot of the pointers did come from there, but still, how you know, b- building the city layout and the characters in there, even though you know they are explained a little bit in the book, it is still something that I set up in, in for you guys to, to play out, and it was just fun to see you guys navigate uh, that. Uh, well, a little bit, no, just not a little bit. Just navigating, you know, the the, the small city that I had created. Yeah, um, it was really well done. I liked it. Uh, I did have a question. Did was that like city pre-made in terms of layout, or did you no. like choose like shrine is here, blacksmith is there, I decided, pub is here? Yeah, I decided on the layout. I, I made a for, for for people listening. I made like a small uh, map of the town. Uh, with a program that I recently found where it's really easy to make small maps like that and also larger maps. The, the whole world map is also my own sort of world that I'm creating for specifically for this even though you know all the advent all the dungeons are, are from you know the actual D&D worlds and, and things like that but they're made in a way in the book so you can plop them in whatever setting you want to mm-hmm. um, so so that's basically what I'm doing. I'm trying to string everything together and, and, and things like that. I, I have an idea I have two ideas and well I've looked sneak peeked a little bit at the two next dungeons and I know roughly where in the world and how at least yeah I know how I will get you to those two dungeons already um, at least not you know not su- super thought out or anything yet but I do have uh, you know s- different uh, ideas on how to, to achieve that um, so, so yeah but no the, the, to come back to the city my, it's, it's, I, I set it up how it is uh, okay that's cool for you guys so yeah, um, I really enjoyed it. I actually had to use my phone, too, simply because normally I 
played and I've used uh, pen and paper, right? Like, mm. And I've just been able to like grab paper, look through it, boom, boom, boom. But I was using, since we're using Roll20 mm. and we have all these things going on on the computer, I couldn't easily get to things quickly. And I hate when I'm fumbling for such a long time trying to get something to work on the computer or trying to find a certain thing. So I had my two screens on the monitor and I had my phone because I downloaded D&D Beyond mm. onto my phone so I could just have my character sheet so that when it was time to roll for persuasion or something like that, I could yeah. just easily scroll, boom, 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 okay, there it is. Yeah. Rather than going back to my character doc, looking to find the right tab and mm. blah, blah, blah. And when it was combat time, I had on my monitor like attacks and what attack dice to roll and all that so that I knew what to do there. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely have, like, I have so many tabs open when we do uh, D&Ding uh, <laughs> and two screens. But I think one thing that is really helpful now is that uh, for my birthday, my, my dear girlfriend got me a new monitor, like a 27-inch, uh, huge, huge gaming monitor. So I can actually have, you know, two... Uh, multiple things open and it's mm -hmm. still large <laughs> nice. so um so yeah i think it will help a little bit with with you know us going forward but um but no i actually think that everything worked quite well uh, when it comes to you know playing dnd over the internet and not being able to sit in the same room um and dnd beyond is just amazing just to look something up very, very quickly just search for it and and most mm -hmm. of the time unless it's something obviously some of it is behind a paywall but you know the most common stuff is actually there so i could you can quickly look things up. Really, really enjoyed it. I thought everything worked quite well. I did as well. There are some cool features that I didn't even know existed that mm. Amanda kind of brought up while we were playing. I guess uh, if you click certain things in D&D &D Beyond, it will automatically populate it into Roll20. Mm. I think as long as you have it like synced or something like that. So you can just choose if, if Marty's saying Roll for Persuasion, you can go ahead and click like Persuasion in D&D &D Beyond and it will automatically roll it with the modifier that you have mm. in Roll20 yeah. and I was like oh that's really cool I was just in the moment when they brought it up and I didn't want to impede the uh, like the progress of the story at all mm. so I was just staying with my traditional style yeah. I might try it out uh, tomorrow which mm. um, at the time people might be hearing this is Sunday which means it's probably yesterday if you're listening to this on the Monday <laughs> Lots of dates, but Ooh. needless to say that at the time of recording, we have played our first first campaign um, version, and now we'll be going into part two. Just our first session. No, session, yes. I don't know why I was struggling with the wording. We have this is the first campaign that we're doing, but it will be keeping it will <laughs> keep being the same campaign uh, until uh, all the characters are dead or we have one. <laughs> right now, as of recording, we have done one session. Mm. Uh, when you hear this, we will have completed session two. Yes. There we go. Words. Go. Words easy, have finally easy. managed to turn themselves into a cohesive situation. Sentence. Yeah. One thing that I really, really enjoy, which uh, I think is super fun, but it's also something that, that makes my work a little bit harder sometimes, is that we have one guy that he's not sure if he can be here all the time. That's Tom again. Let's just put mm -hmm. a name to it, to the face. Yeah. Uh, he's not sure he can be here all the time. So he's, he's basically playing a new character every session, more or less. Um, or how we'll, I don't know how we'll, we'll uh, mix and match it, but uh, there might be some characters that come back at some point, but... 
actually think it's kind of fun because I had so much fun just creating a new character today. Well, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a character that's already in in um, in the in the Sunless Citadel, but now it's going to be a, a playable character instead, and we'll give that to Tom. Um, so it, it's been fun to me because it, then I actually get you know the feeling of making a character every week, uh, mm-hmm. which is kind of, kind of good fun. So so yeah, really enjoying it so far, but. Um, at some point, I, I think I'll, we need to talk to him about maybe getting a p- little bit more permanent character at some point because I, I can't imagine at some point it, it just gets too much to to have to come up with new, <laughs> new characters all the time. <laughs> yeah, I like that too. It just adds believability to the world that you mm. might come into contact with somebody, not see them for months at a time, and then somewhere along the road you bump into them. Mm. Especially if they're like a merchant of some sort or like a roaming bounty hunter or something along those lines. Like those are just cool concepts that it would make sense to run into them again. And I, I've done so much backstory because of your guy, uh, your guys's backstories. Some of you also interview inter, uh, interview with Tom's character from last session, from mm-hmm. the first session. So it would make sense to bring that character back to, at some point. Yeah. And I really want to because there's so much story to it, and there's so many things you can do with, with that character. And he might even, you know, know stuff about stuff that happened in your past who knows um oh. it, it's something that <laughs> we'll, we can probably talk about in the future but uh, but yeah no I, I have so many ideas and i really love this this aspect of it of, of because i love storytelling and i i, I, I love telling stories I, i've tried to write books but i never you know not being able to finish anything but i just mm. love this because it just it, it lets, lets me be creative in that same way but i don't have to write everything out i could just put it in there and then you know then we have a session and and then i got that out there out in the world and, and i really 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 love that and, and it's crazy to me that i haven't done this earlier in my life <laughs> it's um it's awesome and i'm looking forward to what may come in the future but i think right now we've kind of uh we reached the end mm-hmm. of today's episode i was i was feeling pretty good about today's episode as i was filling out my little bits on the show notes because i knew that i had some stuff to talk about Mm. Uh, it felt really good i enjoyed it Um, but we have reached the end so thank you to everyone for joining us on yet another episode of two nerds maybe more if you are interested in playing valheim with marty tom and amanda or anyone else that may be joining that server feel free to reach out to us and we'll have a conversation um or if you have ideas for your own Back to the Future 4, you can also share those with us. Or you can give us your opinions on WandaVision now that we have officially discussed it. You can do so by emailing us at 2nerdsmaybemore at gmail.com. You can find us over on Twitter at 2nerdsmaybemore with the number 2 in front. Or you can check out the website, which is 2nerdsmaybemore.com, where you can find this episode as well as all of our previous ones to fill all of your audio needs. Not all of them. All of them. We don't have heavy music on here. We can and we should. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, thank you all for joining us. We will see you all in the next one. Thank you for coming by. We will see you later. Bye. Peace out. This show is brought to you by Dragon Powered Studio. Find more at dragonpoweredstudio.com. (laughs) 